baby, it's the KML Nestcast. And now, your host, May. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Welcome into another edition of the KML Nestcast. I'm your host, Maine. Week 14. The last week in the regular season. And I gotta tell you something. This week is so fucking important for a variety of reasons. That I don't think I can do things like I've done in the past. I think I need to have... First thing, right off the bat. Shirt's off. Shirt's always gonna be off. But right off the bat, no alcohol. No beer tonight. I told myself this is too important. I've got scenarios to walk by you. I'm gonna tell you. Break down everything that needs to happen. Team by team by team by team. We're gonna go back in the computer lab maybe. You don't know what might happen. But the important thing to remember is that I think it's important to have a level head. No beer tonight because there's too much going on. There's too much at stake and I don't want to get any of the details incorrect. So it's important to me that we make sure. It's important to me that I don't get too drunk and that I, I mean, no beer at all, that I don't have any beer at all. And I just make sure that I know exactly the scenarios because everybody's going to be hinging on this. We, there's all this talk in the chirp about like, oh, make the sure that, you know, what happens in this scenario? No, do I still have a little bit of, you know, what does this percentage mean? And blah, blah, blah. There's stuff that Carlo can't fucking break down. There's stuff that a computer just can't do better than I can. And I'm here. Come with me. Come into my arms. Allow me to take you in my arms and I will lead you down the path of righteousness. I will make sure that you are fully aware about what needs to happen for you in week 14. <laughs> so again... We're sticking to the basics. We're keeping it 100. No beer, just gonna get talking about. Just gonna talk about what's going on, what happened last week, what's happening next week, and everything that's gonna happen into the last week of the KML. Oh, God Almighty. Let's get in the weekly recap. Weekly recap. You can't look forward without looking back. You have to look in the rearview mirror to see where the car is headed. So let's rip through this real quick. Last week went 5-1, 41-37 on the year. Looking good. Picks are looking good. First up, Jerry Dam Husky at the Viceless. Viceless. Losing 74 points to 120 points from the, from Jerry Dim Husky. Now renamed the Midnight Whistler. One week too late, in my opinion. What do you need to know in this one? Midnight Whistler leading the league in points. Looks like he might have a stranglehold on that, depending on what happens going into week 14. And also, spoiler alert, eliminated from playoffs. We'll talk more about it in a later segment. <laughs> Viceless. Thanks to Captain Scurf also losing. Remains off of Keg Watch for the moment because it's got the head-to-head tiebreaker. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Falls to 3-10. and 10. Midnight Whistler, 6-7. and 8th place. 8th place? 8th place. Next game up was Cream of the Crops at 3-Stripe Life. Cream of the Crops getting a much-needed win. Things didn't look good earlier in the day, but Tyreek Hill, 30 points, will get you right. Get your mind right. 
Three Stripe Life, 102.87, losing by 10 points. Three Stripe Life really didn't give a shit about this game, quite honestly. Was hoping for the buy, puts him in a little bit weaker position, but still looks like he's in the driver's seat for that second buy as well. 9-2 second place, Crimp the Crops, 8-5 fourth place. Next game up, Gordon Luckle, Reed and Dwayne Bow. Reed and Dwayne Bow, one of the hotter teams out there right now, getting by Gordon Luckle, 108-87. to and boy, Gordon Lucko's not coming into playoffs the way he wants to be coming into playoffs. That's all I'm saying right now. 87 points, not looking good in Week 13. Rian Dwayne 108. Again, too little too late, but I think with this win, secured himself off of Keg Watch, plus some other stuff. So his season effectively over. Now he's just trying to play spoiler. Good for him. 5 and 8, ninth place. Next game up was K-Bo Ghost at Salty Dogs. K-Bo Ghost taking care of business. 128 to 115. Had a 40-point lead going into Monday night. And then Joe Mixon decided to have his best game of the season in a half and uh, made things a little bit interesting for a minute. But in the end, Cabo Ghost was able to pull away and get the much-needed win. 7-6, six, sixth place, Salty Dogs, 4-9, 10th place. And still an outside shot at the cake. We'll talk about it a little bit later. The cake watch game of the week was Captain Scurf at Samstown, and it went as planned. Samstown getting by Captain Scurf easily, 135-73. to 73. Some might question Captain Scurf's methods and motives in this, basically throwing the week away, saying... I don't feel like I have a good chance to win this week. I'm going to try to win next week instead and making zero moves to try to make his team any better than what it was. But, you know, I mean, when you're losing to 135 points, it wasn't going to probably, hindsight 2020 probably wasn't going to make a difference anyway. So maybe that was the right connection. Because if you lose 135 to fucking 110, who gives a fuck? You still lost. So congratulations to him. He probably played it the right way. Still, it would have been nice if Samstown could have lost to Captain Skirb. Would have made my life easier. We'll talk about that later segment. Game of the week lived up to the fucking billions. I gotta tell you, I'm gonna toot my home home for a second. Is that what a trumpet sounds like? I don't know. It's my fucking horn sound like straight bones. So my my fucking game of the weeks have been living up. They've been fucking dynamite. Woo! Put that shit on a biscuit and call it a cracker. Because my picks have been awesome for Game of the Week. And again, Straight Bums Homie at Playing for AR lived up to the expectations. Straight Bums Homie was back and forth on Monday night. Back and forth. <laughs> back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. And in the end, Straight Bums Homie prevailed 129 to 127. With the win, Straight Bums Homie locking himself into first place overall in a first round bye. Congratulations. Enjoy the relaxing. Play some Buffett. Kick your feet up. You've earned it. <laughs> Maybe take a trip south of 116. <laughs> Still here, guys. Still here. Playing for R says he didn't give a shit, didn't pay look at all, but we all know that's not true. Lost 127. Uh, his team's still looking pretty good, though. Both these teams primed. Primed heading into playoffs. And, ah, boy, every week, every passing day, you can just see the Cobra. He gets a little bit more erect and his hip gets a little bit bigger. <laughs> Let's check the standings. There's something seriously wrong with me. Straight bumps homie. Locked into playoffs in the first round by 10 and 3. All alone. Congratulations. Three stripe life locked into a playoff spot 9 and 4. Second place all alone. Then we have three 8 and 5 teams playing for AR, Cream of the Crops, and Gordon Lucko. All 8 and 5, 3, 4, 5, respectively. Seven and six teams, two of them. Cabo goes to seven and six. Samstown at seven and six for the six and seven spots. And then we got the eliminated teams. Midnight Whistler at six and seven. 
Reading Rainbow at five and eight, Salty Dogs at four and nine, and then the three and ten teams, Viceless and Captain Scurve, down at eleven and twelve, respectively. Let's go ahead and get on to the trades and transactions. Blue twenty, blue twenty. Trades and transactions. Very short segment here. No trades this week. Everybody's kind of locked in. I like it. I think it was the right move. I think everybody kind of was, was where we're going to be. This is what we're going to battle with. We're here. We're here. I did want to highlight some ad drops, though. Specifically by Straight Bums Homie. Kind of, I don't know. I would love to know. This is, we need a 2020 segment on this about what happened. What happened this week to fucking, to fucking Straight Bums Homie? I'm going to highlight two roster moves that we saw. The first roster move was Ravens defense. I'm just going to go ahead and read down Ravens defense this year. Was on my team. I, I, I dropped him, or I drafted him, I dropped him, I got him for waivers, for whatever. The important thing here is Straight Bums Homie dropped him on Sunday, December 3rd at 11.53 a.m. right before game started. Dropped the Ravens defense. Then had to pick them back up seven minutes later for $4. <laughs> dropped him at 11.53, picked him back up at noon for $4. Okay, congratulations. Would love to know what happened there. Everything okay? Things okay at home? Got to call some people, get somebody to come in, a mediator to check things out. Might be a good idea. The other one I want to highlight is Trey McBride from the same Straight Bums Homie team. Trey McBride, let's take a look at his fucking thing. Uh, added to the Straight Bums Homie from waivers for a dollar. Great, back in October. Sunday, December 3rd at noon. Uh, remember, the Ravens debacle that we just saw for four fucking dollars for no reason. Straight Bums Homie dropping Trey McBride to waivers. Whatever. Okay. Okay. What is he? Top five tight end? Okay. You do you. Then Wednesday, December 6th, first day he could get him back, $27. (laughs) So by my math, that's $31 for no fucking reason for two players. Uh, Granted, he doesn't need it. First round buy. Who am I to fucking throw stones at glass houses? Whatever the fuck you want to say that shit. I just want to point it out. I would like to know a deeper dive needs to happen into what happened on Sunday <laughs> because something something in the Wingus household went a little sideways for a bit. Wires got crossed, miscommunications in the front office, and uh he corrected though. I will say that he was able to undo all of the all of the issue with uh with no harm done. So congratulations. Let's get to best and worst of the week. Blue 20! Blue 20! Best and worst of the week. Uh worst of the week, I mean it's hard to pin it on mine because he kind of knew what was gonna come. He uh, you know <laughs> gross uh he kind of took it on the chin uh, sorry i i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry so i can't really say he had the worst week because because he he knew he kind of like he had planned for it if you plan for something it can't be the can't be the worst right you're like i knew this was gonna happen so like whatever so, I mean, who else had the worst week? I mean, Salty Dogs, no, not really. Viceless, maybe, I guess, 74 points. He actually tried. Well, maybe, wait, I think he packed it up weeks ago. <sighs> who had the worst week here? Not playing for AR because it didn't matter. Three-stripe life, no, didn't really matter. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it was Salty Dogs. I'm going to say it was Salty Dogs that had the worst week because... By not winning, he, I mean, he basically a tough, tough rate. I mean, 115 points, it wouldn't have won most matchups, but it would have won a few other matchups. You know, it was good showing, but looked like he had a little bit of hope Monday night and then it didn't pan out. So maybe he had the worst week. And I also keeps him on keg watch, even though he's a game up, keeps him on keg watch. We'll talk about it. 
It's a tough. It's a tough one. I don't. I don't really know who had the worst week, but you know, even even like you could argue like Viceless and Scurve. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, going salty. Dogs had the worst week. Best week. Uh, Samstown. Samstown had the best week. Had an easy fucking relaxing win. Won by fucking sixty. You know, he had the best week. Power rankings. Let's do it. Power rankings. Let's see what we're going to do. 12th place. We're going to drum roll this. 12th place. Unchained from last week, Captain Scurve. Pretty simple stuff here. Henry finally had a good game and stuff, but still his team looks like it's a little bit in shambles. So we're expecting Captain Scurve down in 12th place. Worst team in the power rankings heading into the final week of the regular season. 11th place. (sighs) Viceless. Viceless dropping two spots from last week. I gotta have you back down here. You couldn't break 75 points with a full fucking roster. No bye weeks. You know, no shit, I don't think. I mean, I mean, come on. I gotta have you down here, man. 11th place, unfortunately. 75 points is rough. You can't break it. Listen, this is a, this is coming from a guy who scored 55 one week, so. 10th place, I'm gonna put... Boy, am I am I about to do this? Am I about to do this? Tenth place, Gordon Lucko. <laughs> Down four spots. Listen, I know what I know what the narrative is gonna be. Everybody's gonna say, "Oh, Maine hates Rob." No, I love Rob. Your team sucks. Your team sucks. You know it. I know it. The American people know it. Stop bullshitting. Your team's fucking awful. Okay? You're led by the Charger boys who who stink. They stink on ice. They're terrible. The Chargers are fucking terrible. Okay? They don't... They're not... not, It ain't it this year. And you're fucking... I mean, you're putting up 87 points. What's that? The third lowest score on the week. I'm telling you. I think... I'm telling you guys, right? Let's take a look at his, his points by week for a second. I might eat these words because I don't know for sure, but I just want to see what did it, it had. When was the last time he had a good 87 points, 97 points? He well, he got 126 points a couple weeks ago. Wait, he's going in the wrong direction, guys. He's going in the wrong direction here, and I don't like his team. I don't like what's happening. He's not trending in the right direction. I got him in 10th place. I like the other teams better. Sue me. What are you gonna do? Gordon Lucko, 10th place, sham team. Ninth. Here is where I'm going to put the salty dogs. Wait, am I? Hold on. No, I'm not. I'm putting Reading Dwayne Bow here. Reading Dwayne Bow. RDB up two spots into ninth place. Just like the like the guys. I CeeDee Lamb's great. Trevor Lawrence, though, you lost him. That's the big thing for me is you lost your QB. Trevor Lawrence looked like he was starting to play a little bit better. So now I'm not sure exactly what you're going to do there. But I got you here. At ninth place. Let's go and do eighth place. Up two spots. Salty dogs. The team is fine. 115 points. Mixon looking like he's fucking good. You know, Nico Collins now with tank out is a fucking beast. <coughs> I mean, salty dogs. And you had a bound game from Kyler and still put up 115. I like it. I like it. I don't mind the team. Eighth place. I think it's a good, I think it's a decent team. I really do. Seventh place. Unchained from last week, cream of the crops. I got you down here in seventh. I, I mean, I, you are buoyed by Tyreek Hill. 
But you got something in the bottle with Jordan Love. That seemed to be working out pretty well. But I don't know. After after Hill and Hawk and maybe Love, I'm not sure. I mean, what else you got? What else you got? Let's take a look. Ramondre gone. Gibbs, questionable. Tyreek Hill's awesome. And then, I mean, I just don't, I don't love the names, man. I don't love the names. I don't love the names, okay? Sue me. Seventh place. Let's get to sixth place. Cabo Ghost. I, oh boy, I want to put myself higher. Oh, I want to put myself higher. Oh, I want to put myself higher. Can't do it. Cabo Ghost, sixth place, self-explanatory, Ben Harden. Fuck! Not that one. Ben Harden. Fuck! Let's see if he keeps rolling. Fifth place. Sam's Town. Uh, nope, can't do it. Jerry Dam Husky, fifth place. Jerry Dam Husky, fifth place. Got the win, stuck right where you're at. I kind of like, I still like the team, still like what you got going on, but I got you in fifth, fourth place. So, hold on a second. Let me look at something. Hold on a second. Fourth place. What do we got here? Can we, can we, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to verify something for a second. I need to verify something for a second. Pacheco, Swift, Hurts, Brown, Judy got dropped, Ingram, I'm like, still, hold on, look at Samstown, where's Samstown team? Samstown, you got Wilson, Eckler, Eckler. No, I hate that team. I hate that team. Samstown. Samstown in four. Well, nope. I'm, I'm switching it up. Samstown, you're in five. Jerry Dem Husky in four. I don't like I don't like the Samstown team. I know listen, I know you just put up 135. Who am I to fucking throw stones? But still. I don't know, man. Kamara's good. Fuck, Kamara's good. Who's Husky? Who's even on Husky's team? You guys enjoying me just fucking it's not even Jerry Dem Husky, it's fucking Midnight Whistler now. Mahomes, Charbonnet, Pollard, Cup, Puga. Oh, fuck that team. Jeez, fuck that team. Nope. I take it back. Jerry Dem Husky down in five. I like Samstown here in fourth, unchanged from last week. Let's get to the top three. Three stripe life, pretty easy here. I still like him at three. And spoiler alert, I like playing four AR at two. Uh, do I want him one? 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 Let me look at rosters. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I still like him too. Straight bumps on me at one. McCaffrey's real. McCaffrey's all. McCaffrey fucks. There's your, there's your fucking power rankings. Everybody fucking happy? I got something that'll make you happy. Hotline check. Let's go. Hello, motherfucker. Uh, check the KML hotline. All right, here's the deal. I apologize. <laughs> It's important we check the hotline because I received a voicemail. Let me check. Oh, let's see. I gotta go here and I gotta click fucking some button. Wait, where's the button? Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. There it is. I received a voicemail to the hotline two weeks ago. Three weeks ago? November 17th. I apologize. That's like three fucking weeks. I received a voicemail three weeks ago. And over the Thanksgiving fucking holiday break, I forgot about it. And I would like to play this for you now. I want you to know this is the first time we're all hearing this. All 12 of us. I haven't listened to it. 
Nobody else has listened to it. Jared has no idea what it fucking is. For just to pick a random name out of a hat. And I would like to play this voicemail for you now. Let's all enjoy. Heads up, it's two minutes and sixteen seconds long. <laughs> Let's all enjoy this voicemail that came to the Camo Hotline on November seventeenth. It also very important to note, ten thirty six in the AM. Hey everybody, this is Frank from Spartanburg. I felt compelled to call. What a mess. Jerry damn husky. The whiz. I've got Pam. Pam is Pam is so scared over the whiz. She's like a long haired cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Jerry damn husky's trading Burrow. Burrow faking injuries. He's got He's on his iPad with his, he's got his wrist guard on in the iPad. He's got that wrist guard on and hell, he can squeeze a quarter tight enough where the Eagle screams, but then he can't hold a football on Thursday night, leaves the game, the wizard and he's puppeteer, Pam didn't know what puppeteer meant, so I had to explain to her. But it's that tight little outfit that she wears sometimes after we drink the moonshine down at the bonfire. Anywho, um, I felt compelled to call because every single time, every year that we, that wizard, that whiz comes back down around here, bad things happen to good people. I don't know what we're going to do about it, but I can tell you right now, I don't like the wizard, and I wanted to call and tell you that I don't like the wizard. So you can write that down. I want it to be heard on the radio amongst all a 1,000 listeners that Frank from Spartanburg, super fan of Jerry Dan Husky, does not like the wizard. He, I don't like magic. That wizard is black magic. Don't get me wrong, I like black. It ain't the black, it's the magic. I don't like magic. Anywho, it ain't good. Okay. Boy, that was. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot to him back there. <laughs> I have to listen to that again. I would. Uh, you know what? Pause the podcast. Hit back. Go back three minutes. <laughs> Let's do it again. There's a lot to him back there, but I do want to reach out. Uh, thank you, Frank. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> Thank you, Frank and Pam, for calling. Always a pleasure to hear your voice. Maybe we'll have a live call in live sometime. All right, Frank Spartanville. <laughs> oh, my God. Squeeze a quarter. So loud that the eagle screams. <laughs> oh my God, 1030 on like a Tuesday. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that makes me really happy. All right. Whew. Okay, uh, where are we? Oh, no, we're not doing picks yet. Before we do picks, all right, it's what you old guys came from. It's what everybody came for. Um, 
Uh, okay, sorry, we're regrouping. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, here we go. Instead of picks, it's time to talk about what we have on stake or what we have at stake for week 14 heading the last week of the regular season because there's stuff that's undecided. We don't know who's buying the keg. We do know who's got the first round buy and who's going to be number one overall. Congratulations on hanging another banner, Mr. Michael Wingus. That'll be your third regular season title for best record. That is better than anybody else in the league beating the three-way tie you had with Vit and Rob. Get that banner in the rafters, my boy, big boy. Let's go. All right, let's get into. Come on, step in with me. Are you ready to get into the computer lab? Let's go. Welcome. Here we are in the KML Command Center. We added new modules to the supercomputer too. It's also got AI. Because when I started crunching these numbers, and I started looking at these scenarios, I need to verify that what I was looking at was correct. I couldn't trust it to any other human. And I couldn't trust it to any old computer. I had to come to the Command Center. Right here in this room. The one you're standing in right now. And I've worked out every single scenario for every single team and I'm here to lay it out for you. Now, the first thing I asked the computer. First thing I asked the computer was, what teams have something at stake? And I went, here's what I did. I'm gonna, this is a little reenactment. I went down there and said, what teams have something at stake? That's what I just typed. And you know what the computer said to me? It said, Only two teams don't have anything to play for. And I go, holy shit, you can talk? And that motherfucker looked me right in the eye. Through the monitor, it put up like an eyeball. It looked right where right the fucking in my soul. And it said, mm, I can talk. Only two teams have nothing to play for. Those two teams are the Midnight Whistler and Reading Dwayne Boat. And I was like, holy fuck! So you're telling me, out of everything I gotta look at, Midnight Whistler has nothing to play for. Can't make a cake watch, can't make playoffs. He's done. Mm, that is correct. I almost fell the fuck out of my chair. Then, I asked the same question about, are you telling me, computer, Reading Dwayne Boat? Reading Dwayne Boat! Season over, nothing to play for. Mm, that is correct. Fucking it, you kidding me. This thing's, this thing's blowing my fucking mind. So to summarize, Midnight Whistler, Reading Dwayne Bow, congratulations, thank you for a great season. You've done everything you can do. We appreciate your contributions to the league, but your motherfucking season, over. Tip your hat. It's been 14 good fucking weeks. You know. With that said, get the fuck out the door. You done. T-T-Y-L. Next season prep starts now for you. All you're doing now is playing spoiler. All you're doing now is playing spoiler. 
So listen up, because you might have an impact on what's about to happen. First things up, we're going top to bottom. We're going top to bottom. First team up, straight bums, homie. Locked into a one seed, relaxing. Mm, he's relaxing. Fuck off, computer. Calm down. Thing has a mind of its fucking own. Locked into one seed, relaxing for two weeks. Doesn't matter if he wins, doesn't matter if he loses. He is in locked in first place overall two week one week by this week doesn't matter good for you enjoy your sundays back maybe you do something special like maybe go down the street to chipotle <laughs> all right three stripe life you're next up here's what we're talking about listen up listen up three stripe life what's on the table for him mm, he can still get a bite okay so he's playing for a buy. He wants that second buy. So what can he do to get a buy? There's two scenarios. Computer, what's the first scenario? Mm, just win and stop being a bitch. Okay. So the first scenario, three stripe life, is locked into the second buy if he gets a win. However, mm, there's a second scenario. The second scenario for three stripe life to still get the buy with a loss is he basically needs to be in a two-way tie with anybody but Bill. If he loses and Bill wins and then fucking playing for AR loses, Gordon Luckle, if he's in a nine-win-nine-win tie with him and Bill head-to-head, -head, he loses and Bill, Bill, Bill gets the second bye. However, <clears throat> if he's in a two-way tie with anybody else, Gordon Lucko, if he's in a two-way tie with playing for AR at nine wins, he still gets the bye with a loss because he's got the head-to-head -head record over those two guys. He also still stays in if it's a three-way tie between playing for AR, Gordon Lucko, and Cream of the Crops and Three Stripe Life. All you know, those three teams win. The eight-win teams all win. Three Stripe Lift loses, so there's going to be a four-way or a three-way tie at nine wins or four-way tie at nine wins. He still gets the bye as long as Joel doesn't outscore him by more than 13 points. He's got 13 point advantage on Joel. So as long as he loses and Joel wins and blah, 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 but Joel doesn't advantage, he could get the bye. Joel could get the bye in that same scenario if Vitaly loses and Joel wins and there's a three-way tie, because it has to be a three-way tie. Joel would get it on points as long as he outscores Vitaly by 13 points. Speaking, that wraps up three-stripe life. Mm, let's move on to Joel. Computer, does Joel still have a chance to get that second bite? Mm, mathematically, yes, he does. Computer, what has to happen for Joel to get the bye? Mm, take out a pad and paper because this is what has to happen for Joel to get a bye. It has a dot matrix printer, okay? I got AI in this fucking thing, but it still prints on dot matrix. What do you want from me? All right, just spit out what has to happen for Joel to get a buy. Here's the what has to happen for Joel to get a buy. First thing, Joel has to win, and Vit has to lose. That's the first two things. He also needs to outscore Vitaly by 13 points. Okay? And he needs Cream of the Crops or Gordon Lucko to win. So those four things have to happen. He has to win. He, he needs Vitaly to lose. He needs to outscore Vitaly by 13 points. And he needs either Crim of the Crops or Gordon Lucko to win. 
If those four things happen, Joel will have the second bye heading into the regular season. Playoffs. Some call it playoffs, but really we all know it's regular season. That's when the season begins. Computer! Let's talk about the next people that have a spot. Okay, so we've talked about the top three straight bumps, only three straight life playing for AR. Next up, Cream of the Crops. You know what Cream of the Crops has? A chance for the second buy! A chance for the second buy! Here's what needs to happen for Cream of the Crops to get a second buy. He needs to win. He needs Vitaly to lose. He needs Gordon Lucko to lose. And he needs playing for AR to lose. So basically, in that scenario, he would be now be tied in two-way tie with Vitaly. He holds the head to tiebreaker. Gordon, or uh, Cream of the Crops gets the second bye. As a little preview for everybody else I'm going to talk about all the way down. Computer, tell the people. What you have crunched the numbers and what you came about the mm, points don't matter a dick. In every one of the scenarios from here on out, points don't matter. It's all head to head, win, lose, whatever. So again, cream of the crops, if you want to buy to be second in the league, you need to win. You need Vitaly to lose. You need Gordon Lucko to lose, and you need playing for AR to lose. Next up, Gordon Lucko. Here's what you need for that second round buy. You have a shot too. Very similar to what happens with Cream the Crops. You need to win. You need Vitaly to lose. You need Playing for IR to lose. And you need Cream of the Crops to lose. In that scenario, you will get the second round buy. So long story short, there's only four teams fighting for the second round buy. Three Stripe Life, PAR, Cream of the Crops, Gordon, Lucko, all fighting for that second buy. Now, back to the final playoff spot. It really comes down to two teams. It's the Cabo Ghost and it is Sam's Town. And it's very simple. It's very, 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 very simple. For the Cabo Ghosts, it's win and in. However, he can also get in if he loses and Samstown loses. It's that simple. It's that simple. Computer, what does Samstown need to get that last playoff spot? Mm, very simple. Samstown needs to win. Samstown also needs Cabo goes to lose. That's it. No points. No tiebreakers. No nothing. Just needs to win and the Cabo goes to lose. It doesn't get much more fucking simple than that. Now. I crunched the numbers. There are some scenarios where there could be an eight-win team left out of the playoffs. However, when you look at those scenarios and the points scored for, there's basically, what, five teams that could be at eight wins? Where's that? Hold on, I had it. I had it. I had it. I had it. 
Fucking hunting for this fucking those guys there. There's there's five teams that could end up eight wins. One, two, three, four, five. We could have an eight-way tie at five wins. Playing for AR, Cream of the Crops, Goron Luck, Cable, Ghost, Samstown could be tied all at eight wins. Where are this will be this guys and one through three says three type life guys no three type life. Playing for our cream of the crops. Cable goes down, the cream of the crops way down there. I don't know what the tiebreaker is. I didn't do the eight win tiebreakers, guys, okay? I don't know. I don't know. Okay? Ask Rogers, fuck it. I can't do it on the fly. I didn't work it out. Cream of the crops low me on the totem pole with points scored in that instance. I forget, I think it might be Samstown still on the outside. No, because Samstown will get in with the fucking points. And then if you look at like the head-to-head, -head, it's like it's a head-to-head, -head, but Bill and I have played multiple times, so it keeps going points until basically Bill or I get seated. And I've got the points over Bill. So I think Bill might be in trouble, actually. Because if I got seated over, it would be points, 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 so I'd be in the six, and then it would be, and I'm not going to catch fucking Gordon Lucko. So basically it would come down to, hold on. Yeah, it, it basically come down to... Cause I, would get, I think Bill's in trouble. I think if there's any tie of like, if there's any four-way or five-way tie of eight wins, I think Bill's in trouble based on points. And I think I've, in that instance, I would have beat him twice. Yeah, 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 that's what happens. Okay, so playing for AR, you're safe, you're in. Gordon Lucko, I believe you're safe, you're in. It's basically the only person who could get left out in a crazy scenario where there's a bunch of ties at eight wins, like four-way tie, five-way tie. I think Bill's in trouble in that scenario because I hold the tiebreaker over Bill and he's low man on the point on the points four. And so since Bill and I have played un, unmatched, we played twice, and everybody else only played once, then it would keep going points, 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 and then it would come down to like the last two, and I think I'd get in at six, and Bill would be out at seven. So that's basically what has to happen. Bill does not want a massive fucking tie of eight wins with an eight-wood team left out, because the vast majority in the instances is I believe he is the one that gets left out at eight wins. Okay. Three teams left to talk about. All the beer gone. Drank all the beer. Need to go get more beer. First up, let's talk about salty dogs. You're not off keg watch, baby boy. There's 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 instances you come back. Four salty dogs to buy the keg. Computer, lay it out. For the salty dogs to buy the keg, he needs to lose. He also needs the Viceless to win. He also needs Captain Scurf to win. So, you're telling me, computer. That if it ends up a three-way tie at four wins between Salty Dogs, Viceless, and Captain Scurve, Salty Dogs is the one that buys the cake. Mm, that is correct. How do you figure? Hold on, that, that might not be true. They've all beat each other, so they're not good at points. Via Viceless would definitely get him on points because he's up like 40. So Viceless would be up there, and then it would be come down to Captain Scurve and Salty Dogs. Captain Scurve beat Salty Oh, that's what it is! Points don't matter! Points don't matter! Points don't matter! <coughs> Unless Salty Dogs can outscore Viceless by 42 points in a losing effort, with Viceless winning and him losing, that means he'd have to score like 120. Like, he'd have to get 120 point loss to Viceless's like 85 point win. 80 point win? Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen! He would buy the cake. Salty dogs lose. Viceless wins. Captain Scurve wins. That means salty dogs becomes R. Check. How many times he bought the cake? How many times he bought the cake? Where's the cake buyer? 
Oh, I need to put a keg buyer thing on this. I don't have a keg buyer thing? Once. Twice. He'd be our first three-time keg buyer? Ooh, he'd be our first three-time keg buyer! Anyway, that's what would have to happen. Now, next up, Captain Scurve. This is even... This is even easier! For Captain Scurve to buy the keg, he buys the keg if he loses. He buys the keg if he loses! That's it! <laughs> he loses, he's out! He's done, it's over! He also buys the keg if Viceless wins and he wins. Either one of those scenarios, he's buying the keg. Viceless on the flip side, he buys the keg if he loses and Captain Scurve wins. That's the only scenario. If he loses and Captain Scurve loses, he, Captain Scurve buys the keg. It's head to head. It's head to head. It's very simple. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk to the computer anymore. I really don't. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to the computer anymore. I need to get out of this room. Fuck this room. Let's get out of here. All right, I'm done with the computer. Shut it down. Fuck you. Fuck you, computer. I'll pull the goddamn plug right now. Kind of want to talk to the computer more, but I'm not gonna talk to the computer more. I'm not gonna talk to the computer more. I'm not gonna talk. Do you want to have phone sex? Nope, computer. Shh. That's private. <laughs> what am I doing? Blue 20! Blue 20! Picks and predictions. Fucking <laughs> God. Okay. Pick something. This one. What's this? Now I'm back at the jump door. Goons in the club case. Something jumps off. Going for a minute. Now I'm back at the jump door. Goons in the club case. Something jumps off. Going for a minute. Now I'm back at the jump door. Goons in the club case. Something jumps off. Going for a minute. Now I'm back at the jump door. Goons in the club case. Something jumps off. What am I talking about first? Hold on. This ain't right. Hold on. I'm figuring my shit out, everybody. Is it weird? I've never heard the song before in my life. All right, first game of Straight Bums Homie at the Viceless. Actually, it's Viceless at Straight Bums Homie. I got that backwards. Viceless projected for 102.4. Straight Bums Homie 10-3 first place. 113.9. That's an 11 point advantage in favor of Straight Bums Homie. If these two teams had played every single week, Straight Bums Homie would have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 wins, 2 losses. 11 wins, 2 losses, all-time record, Moto. Wingus versus Moto. Favoring Wingus, 8 wins, 4 losses. Let's break it down. Previous matchup they played in week 3. Moto pushed that poop in. Nope, Wingus pushed that poop in. 130-89. Quarterback position, Lamar Jackson versus Justin Fields. Come on with you. It's Lamar. I want that. 
Running back position, Zach Moss and David Montgomery going up against Christian McCaffrey and Travis Etienne. It's Etienne, it's CMC. I'm gonna pick them every time. You could you could stack up the, uh, everybody else's running backs, the best they could put together for the other fucking 11 teams. I'd still take CMC and over in, in Etienne. Wide receiver position, Jalen Waddle and Chris Olave for Viceless. Going up against Mike Evans and Brandon Cooks. Oh, oh no. Hold on. <laughs> Brandon Cooks? Bra oh. <laughs> oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. We're here? This is what we're doing. Christian Kirk goes down for the year, and this is what we're doing. Ten wins, and this is what we're doing. Brandon Cooks at wide receiver too. Okay, okay. Hey, all right. Who am I to judge? Look at you go, Brandon Cooks at wide fucking wide receiver too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had you first in power rankings. Fuck that. Okay. Hey, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, going to be with Jalen Walker. I like Jalen Waddle, I like Chris Olave more than like Mike Evans and Brandon Cooks. And I believe everybody else would too. Tight end position, the zero kid ought going to be at Sam Laporta. It's Laporta, it's by a fucking mile and a half. Flex position, James Cook going up against Javante Williams. What's going on with Javante? I'm a little bit broke. I like Cook. Something going on with Javante. Bad trends, bad vibes, don't like it. 49ers get Seattle and Will Lutz kicks at Chargers for Viceless. Ravens defense gets Rams and Sanders at Tennessee. I like 49ers. I like Lutz. Who am I taking in this matchup? Alright, watch this shit. I'm taking Viceless. He doesn't listen. He hates my fucking guts. I gotta keep his name out of my mouth. It's one-sided hatred. I want everybody to know. I love the man. I fully kiss him on the mouth, given the opportunity. I'm taking the viceless. I'm taking the viceless. I think the straight mom's homie gonna be relaxing for two weeks. They're gonna get fat. They're gonna get, they're gonna get complacent. They're gonna be kicking their feet up next to the pool, drinking the mimosas, drinking the margaritas, drinking them daiquiris. And he's gonna, get, he's gonna get that team's mind right, coming into week two of the playoffs. But this ain't it. I see a massive letdown week for this. I see Viceless getting a big old win. I'm taking the Viceless. Let's get into game number two. These nuts. Got it. Got it. Got it. I feel Game number two. Stray Salty Dogs at Midnight Whistler. 
I can barely get it out. I can barely get it out. Salty Dogs Midnight Whistler, uh, Salty Dogs 4 and 10, 4 and 9, 10th place, Midnight Whistler 6 and 7, 8th place, projected points in this one. Salty Dogs 91.4, Midnight Whistler 107.9, that's a 16.5% advantage in favor of the Midnight Whistler. These two teams paid in week 3, and I'm going to tell you the score and you won't fucking believe it. I just want you to know, Salty Dogs scored 100, and he lost by 123 points. <laughs> this was the Jared Big, the fucking blow up week 1, 2. 24 to 100. <laughs> 24! 2, 24 to 100. Holy fuck! If these two teams had played every single week, the Midnight Whistler would have 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, uh, 5, 6, 7, uh, 8, 9, 10, 11 wins, 2 losses. Is that right? 1, 2, 3, uh, uh, 4, 5, 6, uh, Seven, eight, nine, ten wins, three losses in favor of the Whistler all-time record. Jared versus Scott favoring Jared. Eight wins, three losses. In fact, this is Jared's most dominant head-to-head -head matchup out of the other eleven players in the league. Uh, let's check it out. Quarterback position, Geno Smith for Salty Dogs going up against Patrick Mahomes from Midnight Whistler. Patrick Mahomes is fucking broke. He's fucking broke. I'm still going to take him against Buffalo because on the chance it gets to be a shootout, and I don't trust Geno Smith, especially playing at San Francisco. If he's playing somewhere else, I might take him. I'm not joking. I might take him over Patrick Mahomes. But I got to take Mahomes, putting him in there, rolling him out. Running back position, Raheem Mostert and Joe Mixon going up against Tony Pollard and Saquon Barkley for the Whistler. I think I like Mixon and Mostert. I like Mixon and Mostert more than I like Tony Pollard and Saquon Barkley. I'm taking Mixon and Mostert. Wide receiver position, George Pickin and Nico Collins against Salty for Salty Dogs going against Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. Listen, I the name look at the names. Look at the names and separate the names from the production. I mean, it's what you have to, anybody smart can separate the names from the production. Computer, get the fuck out of here. It's the hardest thing to do in fantasy is to separate the name from the production. If you told me in fucking week 14, Jared was gonna be starting Mahomes, Pollard, Barkley, Cup, Chase, and Kittle? I mean, all of us would think he was the fucking, by far the best team that scored the most points. But here he is, drawing dead. He's fucking like a horse with a broken leg. Mmm, put him out of his misery with a bullet through the eyes. Oh, computer! I hate George Pickens for the record. I'm taking Cooper Cup and taking Jamar Chase. Tight end position, Pat Fryermuth for George Kittle. For Midnight, this is George Kittle for Midnight Whistler. Flex position, Garrett Wilson. For Nico Carr, or Puka Nakua. Love Puka. It's Midnight Whistler over there. And then you look at Saints to get Carolina. And Matt Gay kicks at Cincinnati for dogs. Going up against Cowboys at Philly and Jake Moody. Look, Cowboys at Philly. Look at you. Look at you, Buck, big fucking swinging dick. By the way, Cowboys should be dropped. They, you've seen the Cowboys schedule from here on? It's awful. Good thing it doesn't matter. He only has to play more, one more fucking week. Give me Saints of Carolina, of course, and give me Matt Gay kicking at Cincinnati. So who am I taking in this one? Do I take the upset is the real question on everybody's mind. 
Can he get it done? Can Mixon and Moser outscore Pollard and Barkley? Yes. Can Pickens and Collins outscore Cup and Jamar Chase? Maybe. Boy, I don't know, man. See, I get enamored by the names. I look at the names. I'm taking Whistler. I'm taking Whistler. I can't help it. I think that I literally think this could be a week that Mahomes wakes up and puts up like a 30 burger or something like that. So I'm gonna go that I think Mahomes can get it done. Barkley ain't get it done. Pollard ain't get it done. But I think Cup can maybe do something against Baltimore. I don't like the stack of Puka. I don't. Do I like this? I kind of like Chase. Browning showed signs of life. I fucking hate Pickens. I hate Pickens awful. Yeah, I'm taking Whistler. I'm taking Whistler. But I will say, I think it's going to be closer than people think. What are the times? Monday Night Mostert. Monday Night Mostert, Barkley head-to-head. Oh, I hope that happens. I'm still taking Midnight Whistler. I just think I think he's got a little too much. I think it's going to be a really tight match. Really tight matchup going into Monday night, a little bit back and forth Monday night, but I think in the end, Whistler wins by like less than 10 single digits. That's what I'm going with. Let's get on to the next game. These nuts. <laughs> Got he. <laughs> Got he. <laughs> mm, I, want, I want something good for this matchup. What am I going to take for this matchup? Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do we got? Oh, what's this one? Do I know this one? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is three-stripe life at reading Dwayne Bow. Three-stripe life at reading Dwayne Bow. Plicker on plicker. Gonna fuck each other. Who's no what's on nobody's brother? <laughs> gonna fuck each other. Not gonna wear rubber. Oh my god, that's gonna get a hiv. Okay, what are we doing? Three-stripe life. Reading Dwayne Bow. Here we go. Plicker on plicker fuck fest. Three-stripe life, nine and four second place. Reading Dwayne Bow, five and eight, ninth place. Projected points in this one, 103.6 to 100.3 in favor of Three-stripe life. They played in week three. Three-stripe life won 116 to 79. If these two teams had played every single fucking week three stripe would have, would have one two three four uh, uh, five six uh, seven uh, eight wins five losses so might be a little bit closer than what you think based on the records all-time record vit versus rogers favoring vit 10 wins four losses wow 10 wins four losses okay Let's see what happens in this matchup. QB position, Jalen Hurts going up against Baker. Baker Mayfield. Oh, it's Jalen Hurts. Baker Mayfield. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's Jalen Hurts. Easy. Easy piece of lemon squeezy. Zeke Elliott and Zay Pacheco for three-stripe going against Aaron Jones and Jalen Warren. Jones playing? We sure about that? Uh, give me Elliott. Give me Pacheco. Could be closer, though. Especially if Najee's out and Warren gets hot. Ooh, ooh. Justin Jefferson, roll him out there. Let's go. AJ Brown for three stripe going against Deontay Johnson and Brandon Ayuk. I can't do it. Give me Justin Jefferson. Give me AJ Brown. And it's not because of J. Jeff. It's because of AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown's going to be great against Dallas. I really do. 
Don't hate the Deontay. Don't hate the Ayuk. I just think Pacheco or uh, J. Jeff and A.J. Brown going to be a little bit better. Tight end position, Evan Ingram. Going against Kyle Pitts. It's Ingram. Kyle, good for you. Good for you. Just rolling Pitts back out there every fucking week. What are you going to do? See, that's why you don't draft him because you're stuck. You like you, you're just stuck. You can't you can't get off of them. Flex position, DeAndre Swift going up against CD Lamb. It's CD Lamb. Packers at Giants. Oh, Vit doesn't even have a kicker? Uh-oh. Packers get a Giants and the kicker TBD for three stripe. Going against Dolphins at Tennessee and Harrison Bucker for Buffalo for Reading Dwayne Bow. Who am I taking? Can Rogers stay hot? Can he get play spoiler to Vitaly a little bit? He's going to lose on QB. He's going to lose at the running back, maybe. Is he getting shit house at wide receiver? See, what are the game times? This is where you're going to go to game times. This might be another close matchup. Sunday. Oh, Philly plays Sunday. Oh, they got a Monday night pack. We don't care if we're about Monday Packers. Well, Sunday, Monday night Aaron Jones. That ain't happening. Sunday night CD. This is a good matchup. This is fun. Monday night Dolphins defense. I'm doing it. I'm taking the upset. Reading between bow. I'm taking the upset. I'm taking the upset. I think CD might have a fucking massive game. Like a massive game come Sunday night. Yeah, I'm taking Reading Dwayne Bow. It's just a gut feeling, guys. It's just a gut feeling. Let me go with it. Let me do what I do. Let me do what I do. Game number four. These nuts. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Oh god, I'm a spill beer. If you wanna dance with me, you need to get my frequency. Early morning, late last night. The baseline makes me feel so right. Mmm, I'm coming. Mmm, I'm coming. Mmm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh, it stopped the fucking music. God damn it. I thought I timed that right. Why is that a fucking... No way. <laughs> I thought I timed it right. Hold on a second. Let's try it again. If you want to dance with me, you need to get my frequency. We're going again. We're going again. Early morning, late last night. The baseline makes me feel so right. Yuck. Next game we're talking about is playing for AR at Sam's Town. This is a biggin'. This is a biggin'. You thought you saw a biggin when you looked down the front of your pants. You ain't seen no fucking biggin. You look at this game. This is a biggin. Playing for AR 8 and 5, third place. Samstown 7 and 6, seventh place. Fighting for his motherfucking life. These two teams played in week three. Samstown getting the win 102 to 86. If they had played every single week 
Playing for AR would have one, two, three, four, five, six wins, seven losses. Oh shit! Samsung got the edge on his ass. All-time record. Turo versus Joel favoring Turo. Eight wins, six losses. This is a tight one. Projected points, I can't give it to you because Joel's playing them games. Joel's playing them games. He's not putting his true lineup into his starting lineup. Let's take a look. I can I can do math though. Watch it. Watch me do math. Let's see. He's starting HN. That's going to be another 15 points. That's going to be over Kareem Hunt. So that's another 8 points. So I add points there. And then Stefan Diggs will be started over fucking Singletary, probably. So Stefan Diggs, that's 13. That's over 5. That's another 5 points. So uh, 13 points. And he's probably going to start fucking CJ Stratus at a ministry. That's through. That's 30, 15 points, 16 points. And he's going to start Bijan in there, too, instead of Algiers. That's 10, 15, 16. So he's got about another, got 25 points in there. So he's going to be able to put you for about 107 to 112 for Samstown. So playing for air about 107, Samstown about 112. Let's go through and check it out. QB position, it's gonna be CJ Stroud going against Josh Allen. It's Jay Alley, that's easy. That's lemon squeeze, that's peasy, that's whatever the fuck you wanna do. Running back position, it's gonna be Bijan, and it's gonna be A-Chan, A-Chin, going against Eckler and Kamara. Ugh. This Eckler thing, man, it's like sad to watch. Like, literally sad to watch. Give me A-Chin and give me Bijan. Wide receiver position, we got... It's going to be Diggs and it's going to be Metcalf going against Hopkins and Smith. If Diggs is Metcalf, that's, that's not hard. That's not hard for me. That's not hard for me. Jake Ferguson, tight end position going against Travis Kelsey. It's Kelsey. Although I don't hate Ferguson, especially against Philly. But it is Kelsey. Flex position. Right now we got Devin Singletary, but it's actually going to be probably Ridley. Plays Ridley instead of Ford. No, he plays Pittman. It's going to be Michael Pittman Jr. at the flex position. Going to be Zay Flowers. It's Pittman. Easy. Pittman's awesome, by the way. He's always open. He's always open. Chiefs get Buffalo. Jake Elliott kicks at Dallas. Steelers get New England. Oh, God. Did you see that shit about, like, I saw some stat online the other day about how New England's defense hasn't given up, has given up 10 points or less in three straight games, and they're 0-3. In the rest of the league, when giving up three or 10 points or less, are like 54-0 or something. It's fucking, it's like something ridiculous. Or like 54-1 or something dumb. But I think it was like 54-0. Couldn't believe it. So Steelers defense might have a fucking field day. I'm going to take Steelers. I'm going to take Brandon Aubrey kicking it. I do like the kicker to kick it. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's look at the book score. Box score. Yes. Yes. Oh, A-chain goes Monday night. Damn, I thought we might have had a kicker pucker. Where's a head-to-head kicker for the win? That's like my dream as it comes down to two kickers just kicking back and forth to decide a matchup. It's a good matchup. I like this a lot. Who am I taking? I'm taking play for AR. I'm taking play for AR in this matchup. I think he can do it. I think he can do it with a full roster. I think we you know when he actually like loads it up. I think he can get it done. 
I know he's going to lose the quarterback position a little bit, but he's got running back position. He's got wide receiver position. Tight end position can hang kind of in flex position. He's got the win. I kind of like, I kind of like play for AR. I think he can get it done. I'm taking him. Let's go into our cake watch game of the motherfucking week. The Keg Watch Game of the Week. Yucky. Yucky. Alrighty. Keg Watch Game of the Week. Gordon Lucko. Captain Scurve. Has to be, guys. It has to be. It has to be. This is the one to watch because this is the game that hinges on keg watch. He wins, he might be off. He loses, he's locked into buying the keg. So this is the one to watch. Gordon Lucko, 8 and 5, 5th place. Captain Scurve, 3 and 10, 12th place. Has mine not bought the keg before? Is this his first time keg buyer? Let me check. Quick scroll. Not that year. 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 Has never bought the keg before. Nope. I take it back, he bought the keg in year one, 2013, 2-11 season. Yikes. Gordon Lucko projected points in this one, 106.6. Captain Scurve, 87.6. Really? Oh, God. Oh, boy. These two teams played in week three. Gordon Lucko got the win, 109 to 892. If they played every single week, Gordon Lucko would have one, and two, three, four, five, and six, and seven, eight, nine, ten wins, three losses. All-time record. Rob versus Minot. Favoring Rob, nine wins, four losses. Quarterback position, Brock Purdy for Gordon Lucko going against Tua Tunga via lower for Captain Skurve. Oh, Purdy's good. God, pretty, pretty sneaky good. But give me Tua. I think I'm, I think I'm taking Tua. Listen, I know, but I think I'm taking Tua. Running back position: Rashad White and Brees Hall going against Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry. It's Jacobs and Henry, and it better, it better be Jacobs and Henry big to keep this thing close. Wide receiver position: DJ Moore and Keenan Allen going against Jacoby Myers and Jordan Addison. Oh boy. It's more it's Allen. I'm worried about Allison with J. Jeff coming back and not getting the first first look reads anymore. And Jacoby Myers has not been great with fucking AOC back there chucking the ball around. So not the wide receiver room you were looking for there. Taysom Hill at tight end going against Hunter Henry. It's Taysom Hill. Yeesh. Corlin Sutton at the flex position for Gordon Lucko going against Gus Edwards. It's good. Sutton catches a touchdown every fucking game. Oh, no. Jaguars get Cleveland to defense and Nick Folk at Miami. Eagles have to play Dallas. Oh, my goodness. This is Gordon Lucko by a fucking mile and a half. I hate to say it. I tried to find a path. Mine, and I really did. I tried to find a path. I don't see it, man. Unless Jacobs and Henry combined for, like, 50. I just don't see it. Oh. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. All right, let's go ahead and get the game of the week. Behold, you sons of bitches. It's the KML game of the week. 
Bogos. All eyes on this one. All eyes on this one. Cream of the Crops, 8 and 5, 4th place. K Bogos, 7 and 6, 6th place. The hottest fucking team in the league. Ooh, ooh. Projected points in this one 102.5 to 110.2, favoring K Bogos. These two teams played in week three. Like every other team I've talked about, K-Bogos got the win 104 to 95. If they had played every single motherfucking week, K-Bogos would have eh, eh, one, two, three, eh, four, eh, five. Hold on a second. Five, six, seven, eight, nine wins, four losses. Over. Cream of the crops. All-time record. Main versus Bill. Listen carefully. Favoring Maine. 11 wins. Two losses. That is the lowest number of losses any player has against another player in the fucking league by a couple. We've got some fours in there. We've got some fours in there. 11 and two. Two losses. Let's take a look at this roster. Jordan Love going up against Dak Prescott. Give me Dak. Here we go. Hut. Running back position, Jamar Gibson, Chuba Hubbard going against Kyron Williams and probably Roshan Johnson. I don't think Najee's playing. So give me Gibbs and give me Hubbard. I think I'm in trouble there. I really do. I think I'm in trouble, especially with Kyron having to go against Baltimore. Wide receiver position, Tyreek Hill and Tyler Lockett against Amon Ross St. Brown, Devontae Adams. Boy. I think Amon Ra and Adams can keep pace enough. I really do. I think they can keep it together because Lockett sucks. And he gets San Francisco. He's awful. So Hill's going to go goddamn gangbusters. But I think Amon Ra and Adams can keep pace to kind of e keep that even. Tight end position, Hawkinson versus Kincaid. It's Hawkinson by a mile and a half because he's awesome. Drake London at the flex position against Debo Samuels. Debo Samuel by a mile because Dr fuck Drake London. Texans at Jets. And Evan McPherson and Jets at Texans head-to-head -head defense. That's what we're doing. Let's go. Tyler Bass kicks at Kansas City for Ghosts. Who am I taking? It's Ghosts. It's K-Bo Ghost. Lock it in. Because if I'm not going to take me now, when am I going to take me? It's not even me. It's Wiz. Who am I going to take? I got to take Wiz. He's hard and fuck. He's on like a four or five game win streak. It's K-Bo Ghost. Let's go. Oh, I want to look at game times actually. Hold on. 
Monday night Jordan Love. I don't want to. Monday night Tyreek. Oh, fuck. Monday night Tyreek Hill. I got to sweat out. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, this is awful. I'm going to have to sweat out fucking Jordan Love and Tyreek Hill. I better be up by fucking 80. Oh, no. Whatever. I stick with it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate Monday night already. I hate Monday night already. We're going with it, though. Let's go. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. It's been a great season. It's been a fucking great. It's been a fine season. It has been a great season. It's been a fine season. I'm going to find some thank you to everybody who's participated in six games. Six teams are going to have their last game this week. We'll have eulogies next week heading into playoffs and a playoff preview. We'll figure it all out, everybody. I got to pee. I got to pee. So let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Camel Messcast. I'm your host, Maine. CamelMesscast at gmail.com. Nobody ever uses that shit, but call the hotline 317-KMLRATS. Rats, rats, rats. love hearing from you again thanks to fucking franks from spartanburg fucking side saddle and pam down there good for him love you all sweet dreams good luck this week and let's go it's a little piece of shining light